set it to Hello, this is I Do, I Guess, the podcast where you get to enjoy all the marital bickering without any of those nasty benefits. <laughs> I am Will. I'm Katrina. And this is episode two, now with theme music, which you've just listened to. And I just want to say that Will did just now give me the impression that I could do the intro. <laughs> and then I started it. <laughs> And then he just took over. And, yeah. and he's undoubtedly going to cut my little attempt at an intro. Yes, I definitely am. Uh, because your intro sounded like you were answering the phone. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this thing on? Can you hear me? I am Katrina. I think it's more comfortable for people when they're listening to the podcast. If it sounds like they're talking to you on the phone. If it sounds like, yeah, like I'm talking to them on the phone. That's what people are used to. I'm just giving the public what they want. Do you always answer the phone? Hi, I'm Katrina. This is I Do, I Guess. Yes. How may I direct your call? I, I answer the phone. I say, hi, I'm Katrina. And then I pause for someone else to say, <laughs> and I'm Will. Even if you're not there, I always pause. It's okay. it's crucial. Did you Were you doing that pause before we got married too? Or did you start pausing after we got married? Yeah, actually, it was really weird. Before I even met you, I was pausing for someone to say, and I'm Will. You're just really uh, hopeful that like, somebody would come in to fill that void. Yeah, it was uh, just a crazy coincidence that your name happened to be Will. Oh, you were waiting specifically for Will. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Obviously. I was waiting for... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay, we don't know. No, what were you going to say? No, it's better if we don't say. <laughs> okay. It'll be better for your mother. Oh, good. All right. And I guess father. <laughs> and everyone you know. Why are we doing this again? Excellent. I'm I'm going to start. Okay. Um Okay, I say that and I don't know what to say. I'm going to start. This is why this is why I cut your first attempt earlier because <laughs> because you don't know what's actually what you're actually doing. Yeah, right. Like you uh, do. So when I wanted to do a theme song, Trina was a little hesitant, but then I was like, okay, I'll I'll write the lyrics and then you can put music to it and make it sound good. And so she the one uh, thing that she said she wanted for it was that she wanted it to be simple. And she played me another podcast that just had a really simple, like, ukulele at the beginning. Just a, uh, just a few strums. I was like, okay, so I'll keep it nice and short. But I didn't want there to be words in there because I wanted it to be kind of cheeky. And so I uh, come back to her with the lyrics that you heard, which is, I said I do to you. I said it to you too. This is forever now, I guess. Which completely sums, summarizes... Our podcast. Uh-huh. I'm not and, arguing. And I'm 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 defending myself before I and and when I said that to Trina, she said the words that I wanted her to say, which was hey, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. But she didn't say it with the facial expression, the body language the tone or the inflection that I was hoping for. So I really appreciate her attempt to make me sound, to not put me down. And she nailed that one out of five aspects for that <laughs> communication. All right. So I didn't know you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I I came around to the idea uh -huh. 
and I wrote I I wrote the song. I put uh-huh. a melody to it. Yeah, I put good. some chords to it. Uh-huh. Uh but then we went to record it. Wait, wait, wait. No, we're not done with my thing. Oh, yet. I think we are. <laughs> you brought this up. <laughs> okay. Uh, and see, all along, this was a bold plan for Will because the idea, the concept he came up with was I'll sing a line, he'll sing a line, and then we'll sing a line together. But... In my mind, sing was there'll be a tone in the background and we kind of like say words a little bit longer. That's how right. I imagine singing. Because you have no concept of singing or 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 sounds, I think. Or sounds. At this point, I think I can pretty confidently say you have no concept of sounds. I'm amazed that well- <laughs> our marriage has lasted this long with me not understanding one of the key aspects of vocal communication, which is sound. <laughs> it explains a lot, actually. <laughs> No, but really, I mean, you can't sing, which is, I don't think, a surprise to you. Yeah. We both knew this, and yet, uh-huh. we both kind of agreed that we were going to make this theme song with both of us singing. Uh-huh. Uh, now, be, just to warn you, as you're sitting here bashing my vocal stylings, uh, just remember that they did just hear the theme, theme song and they know that I 100% nailed it and didn't, <laughs> and didn't like they they all they mistaked me for Bing Crosby uh, is what just happened yeah. is how good I sounded no I'm pretty happy with how it turned out but should we talk about how it got to that point yeah go for it uh, so I recorded the guitar part it took a few takes I recorded my lines it took a few takes now, I mean, it's been like 20 minutes so far of everything, of getting the right. mic set up, and getting the recording stuff set up. You're recording the guitar part. You're yeah. recording your part. Yeah. And the, so the recording my parts, I've been singing uh, and doing music in general since I was like three. So there's a lot of work that went into that. There's a lot of practice and investment time investment effort that went into being able to record those in like five takes and you were like i've never sung before in my life let's do this but i've seen american idol and that lets us know that anyone can sing it was the the main point of that show the message of american idol Idol yeah just any american can hop up on stage and be the the american (laughs) idol i guess the message maybe of american idol is that everyone thinks they can sing (laughs) because like the lines all the people in line and then you see the auditions and they can't sing you don't remember that part let me be honest i haven't seen american idol (laughs) Okay, again, this explains a lot. Um, so we, um, and and also to preface, I've tried giving Will voice lessons before at his request. We thought when we were dating and or early marriage, we were doing a lot of driving to yeah. places to visit relatives or friends or whatever. And we thought that during that drive time would be an excellent time for us to learn or for trina to teach me a skill and we were like oh singing will be great because you're driving and that's pretty much all you can do right but i mean 
uh, I, see, I, I don't remember exactly how it ended. I remember one very, one, one lesson in which we didn't get very far. We had one lesson. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I think that maybe the conclusion was that we needed, like, a piano and, like, we couldn't really, this. there was too much work to be done to accomplish it in the car. So, as Trina downplays this, let me now tell you what actually happened <laughs> was that, like most people, when they're learning a new skill, they aren't great at it. Which I know is surprising because of what you just heard at the beginning of this podcast, but uh, I was not great at it. And within, like, 45 minutes of Trina trying to teach me something and then uh, getting so frustrated uh-huh. and assu- and thinking that there's no way that either I will learn how to sing or that you will have the patience to teach me how to sing. I'm... We ended it that car ride and we never did it again. I take issue with that. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think I was genuinely frustrated. You I th- for sure were. I think you were frustrated because I would try to get you to, like, match a note that I sang or, like sing notes up and down you know like scales kind of basic you know move a note up and you you couldn't do it and i think you didn't believe me that you weren't doing it so the way i know that it couldn't have been me that stopped this is because i think it's really funny when i'm bad at things which might be a defense mechanism because i'm bad at most things i think it's funny that you're bad at singing as well like i said i i don't think i got frustrated you think my singing is that bad you're you're gonna laugh at it uh uh-huh a hundred percent yes yes even after what happened the song that you just heard at the beginning of the podcast yes because and we haven't gotten to this yet it took about two and a half hours maybe a little more to get your five seconds of lines recorded it's not it's not even five seconds two and and a half the entire thing is seven seconds long and there's right. little guitar, right. then you. Oh, yeah. Not even five seconds. Yeah. Okay, but, um, yeah, so about a little over two and a half hours, um, just repeated takes, just repeating the same thing with me singing along and then trying to cut out so that you could sing it. And even then, there was pitch correction involved in the post in the post-recording process. The, I had to use the pitch correction the, tool. And, and I tried auto-tuning to actually get it uh closer to the right notes and we were kind of just like no this is this sounds okay we're gonna go with this <laughs> this can't auto-tune cannot fix this i mean it's true it's that true auto-tune was not able to fix it um the way the way that the recording worked was that it was very similar to like when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bicycle of like you hold the back seat so like i was yep. on the bike which was me singing and then you were singing the exact same thing that I was supposed to be singing at the same time as me so that I like got into the rhythm and I knew kind of what it was supposed to sound like. <laughs> and then and then you would you would do like the parent thing where you like yep. stop walking with them and they just ride off on the bike on their own. <laughs> Except it was two and a half hours of me, you letting go and me immediately collapsing to the side. Well, it's not so much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's a good analogy. Because the problem is that even with me singing along and you just trying to match it, uh-huh. you still never got it right. So once I would be like, okay, this is close. Maybe he'll get it. And then I would kind of try to like get quieter and quieter until it was just you singing. But you just stuck. You stuck very steadfastly to your incorrect notes. 
I I see this is good because I didn't know. I thought that when you were cutting out, that meant I had it right and I should keep doing that. I didn't realize that. I thought that you had it as close as you were going to get it <laughs> because we had already sung it 20, 30 times in a row and you didn't get it. <laughs> so I thought this is pretty close. And also this is my fault because every time I got my hopes up, every time I was like, maybe he'll get it. Maybe it'll actually be right. But I should have known because when I was teaching you the melody, uh-huh. I wrote it out for you. And yeah. you you can read music. I understand that some notes are lower than others <laughs> yes. and some are higher than right. others. Right. I I that I was... was I was in band for six years. <laughs> right. Right. But you played clarinet. I <laughs> which as we all know means nothing. I isn't your dad play, play so, clarinet? I'm so sorry to all the clarinet players. I, That's just a joke in, I like to in make. In their defense, <laughs> I held the clarinet for six exactly. years yep. while there was a band around me. Yep. But I assumed correctly that you you knew basically how reading music worked. You knew that if the notes go up, your Every voice is supposed to go up. Every good boy does fine. <laughs> Face. And then once it gets above that and below that, <laughs> you stop playing because you don't know what any of those notes are. Every good boy does fine is useless in singing anyway. Unless you're really good and you can just like be like, all right, I'm going to sing an A. And then you sing an A. I can't do that. It's not really that helpful. Anyways. So wait. I, what? So you had high expectations for me. No, 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 no. Dean expects me to get somewhere close. That, that was your high expectations. Okay, no. Close. So my but only saying... expectation of you okay. is that you would be able to recognize when a note was going up or down and do that with your voice. I did not even... do that. No, you didn't. So that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> you did not. So what I did is I wrote out the part and I was like, okay, so the first four notes, I think it was four notes, are the same note. Uh-huh. And then it goes down and then it goes down again. Uh-huh. And so then I was like, all right. So I sang it for Will and then Will sang it. And he sang the first four notes, literally all different notes. He went, he went down and then down and then up and then down. And I was like, no, those are all the same. And I sang it again. And he was like, yeah, I'm singing them all the same. And then you proceeded again to sing four completely different notes. So what I know from music is that while you're singing, notes go up and down. Right. Yeah. So while I mean, I not was right. Singing, you told me that. While yeah. I was singing, notes went up and down. <laughs> Even though I told you repeatedly, these are all the same note. And then when we first tried it, we weren't doing a million takes in a row. We were doing a take and then I'd stop it and we'd record right. again. And every time I hit record, I'd do the thing, I'd hit stop, I'd look at Trina because <laughs> I was like, I nailed that take. He was so, so hopeful every time, so proud eventually it wasn't it at first it was like okay i got it that time right and then look over it was like looking for confirmation and then over the course of an hour it became it became me just like looking for hope every time i looked over i was just like imagine the saddest dog you've ever seen i wish i could have given you that just with a glimpse of hope in his eye i wish i could have given you that hope i think there was like one time when i was like i think that if we just pitch correct that up a little bit it was right <laughs> and that was the i think that was pretty much the closest we got it, it got to the <laughs> point where after we did takes 
Trina wouldn't listen to it. She just immediately applied the pitch corrector and the auto. Oh yeah, I was like, it. all right, and we're gonna like, start right, by gonna trying end. to move this up a couple steps. See if that gets us a little closer. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. I enjoyed Will trying to sing the same note twice in a row and failing. That was pretty fun. I've never been so exhausted in my life. <laughs> we we tried we tried the thing, I don't know, if you've been in choir, you maybe have done this where everyone sings a note and then the director will move their hands up and then everyone is supposed to move up like a half step and then when they move their hands down, you're supposed to move down. And I tried that with Will hoping that that would get him like closer to the right note. But he didn't, the way that his voice moved did not correspond at all with my instructions. And I was like, no, 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 up, up. And he was like, (laughs) you would either be singing the exact same note or like maybe go down a little bit. (laughs) See, because I know that the way to go up, because all music is relative to where you're starting at, right? So wherever you are, that's one note. Then there's one note higher and there's one note lower. And that's all there is for music. (laughs) And so if you wanted me to go up, I first had to go down (laughs) so that then there would be a spot to go up Ah, to. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That logic. That maybe is actually what you were doing. (laughs) There was was one point where partway through the recording, Trina changed what the notes were going to be to make it easier for me. So she's just going to change the notes to be what I had been doing already. I, I, I changed the notes so that like, there were four that were um like stepping down. I changed them so they were all the same note. I thought that would be easier. And then, and then I did it and she was like, no, you didn't change the notes at all. And so then I was like, oh, I nailed the first one then <laughs> of what this should be. Except that you thought that you were doing, you thought that you were singing them all the same note. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I was that. actually closer was, to what the original... Are, are you saying that intent is more important than outcome? Or outcome is more important than intent? In teaching, if we're trying to make progress, I do think the intent is more important. Because you you want to be able to sing what you think you're singing. If you can't do that, it's really just trial and error. But if I know I can't, sing what I think I'm singing, then I can write the music down to be what I don't want to sing. <laughs> exactly. And then... and then hope that it's... Yeah, you, you can't reverse engineer it, though, because there's no logic to... There's not a there's not a direct correlation between what you think you're singing and what you actually sing. <laughs> there is no correlation. Anyways, we've had fun with this, but I mean, I, I do understand that If you have not sung ever and haven't been practicing this ever, like you, of course, you have no concept of this kind of thing. I I really wasn't expecting that. And it's it's not like. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like you've been training in this for a long time and failed at it. It's like you just you just had really you had a lot of optimism for how quickly you could learn to sing from absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So to even this out, I think next week at the beginning of the podcast you should build a physics system with calculus and unity yes absolutely yes or you should make me like yeah assemble a computer that would be i think that would put us on the same uh on the same level again yeah and then yeah. and then i can talk for so long yeah. about it's true. yeah how you don't know ones and zeros apart from each other yeah so that people don't get the wrong idea you did give your consent for us to talk about this. I'm not I didn't just come in here today and just start roasting you for like 
15 minutes about this thing that you were sensitive about. Uh, you at we, least, you at the very least agreed that we could talk about it. We, I am assuming that everything is on the table because we have not blacklisted anything yet. Oh, was I supposed to be making that list this week? If you wanted me not to talk about some, I'm assuming we won't because of fear of mothers and grandmothers. <laughs> Yeah. There's some things that we just won't talk about. I mean, yeah, I think probably we can kind of agree on a blacklist based on keeping that thought in mind that our mothers and grandmothers are likely to listen to this. But I do have different standards for what's acceptable. Yeah, so we'll with... we'll uh, deal with that when it happens. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, I think it's your turn again, because even though technically you brought that up, I veered it in my direction pretty quickly. <laughs> so. Okay, so... Uh, I have three things that are all kind of tied together. Um, since we've been in lockdown and I've been doing work from home and we have, there's no way to see anyone, I have been taking that, taking that opportunity to no longer shave or shower <laughs> or change <laughs> because there's no reason for any of those things. And if you didn't, um... if, and if you haven't told me that I've, I stink, then I assume that I don't. So then I continue to do with I continue to do that. So all all that to say that my beard was growing magnificently. Down your neck. Magnificently not, down my not, neck. Not out and, from your face. And but, out from my but face. But down your neck. Magnificently in all directions was my beard growing. <laughs> and I love it. And loved it. Loved it past tense. Right. Because after weeks of pestering, <laughs> I finally caved in. Um, and some of her, at first it was nice. It was like, uh, hey, your neck beard's getting a little scruffy. You might, you might want to think about. Yeah, it was that. nice. And your response was like, heck no, I'm not shaving it. I love then, this tiny scraggly neck beard. And then this week she started saying things like, uh, there's more beard on your neck than on your face. And <laughs> yes, like with a true. really angry tone. <laughs> yeah, it was making me angry. <laughs> yeah. Which... I think is something that I'm proud of. Something I, you know, I have beard image issues. And so when <laughs> you shame me for aspects <laughs> you, of my beard. You're making that up. No, that's the thing. I went to, I went to the, the beard community and all the uh, neck beards agreed with me. All the neck beards. Yeah, they would. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, and they said that's why they didn't have girlfriends. It's <laughs> <laughs> because yes. their girlfriends just wanted them to cut their neck beards. Yeah, it sounds about right. I do like how you compared you compared this issue to you telling me that you didn't like when I wore so much makeup or that you liked it when I wore less makeup, uh -huh. which I think is an interesting comparison comparison. Because when I tell you when you wear a lot of makeup and I tell you that I think it looks nice when you wear less makeup, uh -huh. which is I think a nicer compliment of saying you have a beautiful face. I'm Let's... not saying it's a mean compliment and, or that it's not a compliment. And your response is, I'm not wearing the makeup for you. Right. Which uh -huh. is true. Literally, I'm wearing it to to go to work, to go to weddings and events. And I can take off the makeup as soon as I get home. Whereas your nightbeard is literally the exact opposite. It's it grows over time, and you think that because you're home all the time, you don't have to shave. 
isn't and that, it just gets worse and worse so isn't the i don't shave for you wouldn't that be the equivalent of your makeup statement no because if you could only have the neck beard when you leave the house and i didn't have to deal with it that would be fine that would then you could say this isn't for you i put this on i put on this neck beard this false gross thing so i paste it onto my neck just when i leave the house what i'm hearing you saying is if I'm able to find a neck beard wig, it would be acceptable for me to put it on as we go out to the movies or to go shopping or see family. No, it would be acceptable for you to wear it when you leave the house and I don't go with you. But I have to leave the house with you when you wear makeup. Not that often. Also, when do you ever leave the house with (laughs) me? What? What? You think we go out? Even even before all of this stuff, you think we went out? Um, occasionally. <laughs> Were you hallucinating outings? Do you think that you take me out on dates all the time? I think that at-home dates where you cook food is just as romantic as uh-huh. leaving the house. Sure, but I don't wear makeup for those. <laughs> I think I won this one. Uh, my turn now? No, I don't. <laughs> so anyways, after after pestering and and her making fun of me, I finally decided to compromise. Oh my gosh. Actually, before this, she insisted that all she wanted from me was to shave my neck beard. Yeah. And I repeated that back to her. All you want is for me to shave my neck beard. Yeah. And even with that emphasis on all, she still said yes, yep. which I assume now means... <laughs> I no longer have to do anything. I don't know what you think you were doing before. I was watching anime <laughs> with you. I was uh, providing money for you to right. live. Right. So like I, I said, not... I don't, as I literally said before, you're not going to quit your job just because I said that I don't want that from you anymore. I'm going to, you're going to keep working either way. Uh, but I could uh, open up a second bank account in just my name. Get my paycheck sent over there. And then the bank account that you have, I can put a little bit of money in there for your allowance every every month. Right. Well... If you're a good kid and do all your chores. I mean, if you think about it that way, if you do all that, uh-huh. you don't have to shave your neck beard anymore because I will just leave you. <laughs> so wait, you're, you're with me for my money is what you're I'm saying? I'm with you for your lack of a neck beard. That's the only reason. <laughs> If you grow the neck beard, I have no reason to stay with you anymore. Interesting. <laughs> that seems like I missed that in our wedding vows. You have this, I missed that You have this clause. scheming look on your face like, oh, how can I use this? <laughs> well, now that I know if I ever, you know, if this ever gets too much and I need an out, I just have to stop shaving. Right, which you already do. So you just have to stop shaving for a little bit longer, which should give you an idea of what thin ice you were on earlier today before you shaved. Huh. But I I want you to admit on this podcast what your compromise was. Oh, my compromise was um, I would shave half of my neck beard. Uh-huh. Which half? The two outer uh, fourths. <laughs> So that I had a a stripe of neck beard going down the center of my neck. And then I didn't want to look dumb. So so 
to match that, I shaved into a mohawk as well. So that when someone looked at me, they'd be like, oh, there's a line of hair with a face in the middle. So it didn't look weird. It was the grossest hair formation I've ever seen. And when I presented that to her, she, again, with a very definitive statement, (laughs) said, this is the worst thing that I have ever done. I stand by it. And you showed your sister as well. And I believe she literally shuddered. Uh, she had just opened up the fridge door. It was really cold. So that shutter was from <laughs> from a sudden chill, not from uh, my magnificent right. mm-hmm. Mo Beard. Mo Beard. Beard Hawk. That, that name almost almost uh, exemplifies the horror that it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if that truly was the worst thing I've ever done, uh, you've had an excellent marriage. I mean, I'm not going to admit that (laughs) because I think it'll undermine the concept of this podcast. So you'll never get me to say anything like that on here. Anything like what? Recording that you have had a wonderful marriage. So you're so you're saying that even though it's true, you're not going to say it. Uh, I'm not admitting that either. I would like to add inability to compliment to my list. (laughs) Compliments. Yes. Um, Will thought that fudge was a flavor. Fudge is a flavor. <laughs> what flavor is it? Fudge flavor. No! <laughs> Are you saying that there's... The only thing that tastes like fudge is fudge? Or are there other fudge-flavored items? No, that's what you... That's what your statement would extrapolate to. That if fudge is a flavor, then there can be a fudge-flavored item. Mm-hmm. But fudge is not a flavor. It's a substance. Usually it's chocolate flavored. But what's chocolate? Are you really asking me this right now? What's So what is chocolate then? Chocolate, chocolate is, a, is a flavor yeah. and a substance? No, it's not a substance. It's not a substance? Well, all right. Yes. You know what? I guess chocolate in its base form uh, if you say chocolate, everyone understands that to mean like a chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. So yes. Does, does fudge taste like chocolate? Chocolate fudge does. So no is the answer. There is no fudge without flavor. Well, that's you like, could you could make maple fudge, you can make orange you, cream fudge. Could you have a cookie without flavor? No. No, and cookie also is not a flavor. <laughs> it's a substance. I don't know what you're getting at. So I can't have cookie-flavored ice cream? No, not technically. No. Cookie-flavored ice cream is flavored with vanilla and chocolate. It is. They call it cookie-flavored, and things are called fudge-flavored as well, but what they mean is dense chocolate. So chocolate and other things make up the flavor of cookie. Yeah. Is there anything in fudge that's not chocolate? Yeah. So chocolate and those things make up the flavor. No, because you can have fudge that's not chocolate. So if you're talking about chocolate fudge. You know, white chocolate. That tastes different than regular chocolate. Yeah. And dark chocolate. But it's all chocolate. I don't know what my point was to that, <laughs> yeah. with that tangent. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's pretty easy to argue with you about food stuff because you don't know anything anything about it at all (laughs) because you've never cared but you still haven't explained what fudge is if it's not a flavor it's like this dense i guess maybe you'd call it a candy and can i just make a side tangent my that statement that i just meant that i just said of you haven't explained what fudge is means that if you can't explain something i can define it as <laughs> however i want sorry go yeah, ahead yeah you use that argument a lot with me actually <laughs> and you somehow claim to be the logical one of the two of us but you always use these like I, really i think it's because every time we have an argument or i'll call it a discussion for a mother's sake every time we have a discussion uh i end up having the last word which i can assume means i've won yeah. Because you're speechless Actually, it's, at my amazing logical skills. It's because when I have the last word, mm-hmm. you get really upset that I keep pushing it, that I keep, so, that I won't give up. <laughs> so what you're talking about is not having the last word. It's we're discussing something. And then I, during that discussion, I change my point of view and realize that you are right. And I admit to you, hey, I actually think you are right about this. And then you spend the next 10 minutes continuing to say your point and saying why you're right, even though I've already agreed with you. It's because so that's you lie. Like, that's it's because you, when you say that, you're lying. You don't really agree with me. You just want me to stop. I don't think so. <laughs> it's because I've wait, determined wait. that you're, you're lying. You're saying, because I like arguing more than you. Right. You're saying that I choose to stop arguing before you do, and I will lie to get out of it. Yeah, because you're, you lose the argument. <laughs> I I think you are mis- completely misunderstanding the concept of me agreeing with you. Have I not agreed with you enough that you don't know what agreeing Absolutely, with you is? Absolutely, yes. You have not agreed with me. Not- agree with me more. Well, if you're... Are you going to agree with me more if I say yes? If you're right about more things, I'll agree with you about more things. Yep, there it is. <laughs> okay, your turn. Were you done with fudge? You didn't explain what fudge was. We got on the side I tangent. I think I said it's like a dense, chewy, candy-like substance. It's a type of candy, maybe, that's flavored with something. It's. I think it's generally made with, like, sweetened condensed milk. We used but, to make it with but marshmallow fudge, cream. Fudge just doesn't taste exactly like chocolate. Chocolate fudge doesn't taste exactly like chocolate, right? It has a different texture than a chocolate bar. It has a different flavor, too. It tastes different. Like, why would mm. you make it in that other than just having a chocolate bar the texture is 100 for the texture i mean i would say so but there is a slight flavor taste difference between the two i honestly i don't know though at least the way my mind works and the way that normal people's minds work you eat a piece of fudge and you go this is chocolate flavored you don't go this is chocolate with a hint of marshmallow you go this is chocolate because chocolate but is like, the overwhelming flavor a of it. S'more tastes like a s'more. Right, but it's That's just different substances put together. That's chocolate and marshmallow <sighs> and a graham cracker. But you're saying that chocolate and marshmallow are not a flavor? So so you're you're implying that the flavor fudge mm-hmm. is a combination of chocolate and vanilla and marshmallow. And whatever else is in fudge. I'm not claiming to know what is in fudge. Right. I know that it but, shows up in a pan sometimes. <laughs> I just don't think it's distinct enough from the flavor that we call chocolate, which also, like, more more often than not has vanilla in it. 
uh, I don't think fudge is distinct enough to be considered its own flavor. If you flavor, if you flavor something fudge without trying to add the texture of fudge into it, like if you had chocolate fudge ice cream, there's kind of an implication that there's some sort of fudgy textured substance mixed in with the ice cream. But if you flavor something fudge that can't have the texture of it altered, like um like just a fudge milkshake. It has no mix-ins. It's it's a uniform texture. You you wouldn't call it fudge. It would just be a chocolate milkshake. You're saying you can't taste the difference between the two. Right. Especially because milkshakes always have vanilla because the vanilla ice cream wait, 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 no. i'm not talking about specifically milkshakes i'm talking chocolate and fudge you, there's no taste difference between the two if it had the same texture which it wouldn't because fudge is all about the texture yes it would be indistinguishable i don't think that <laughs> yeah you because fudge tastes fudgy yeah because of the texture and you can't taste texture it's i mean texture 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 can slightly alter, yes. The taste of some. I would say it alters it quite a bit. But that being said, yeah, you have this concept of fudge tasting fudgy, but it's just chocolate. Fudge has like more of an after aftertaste. Also, a strong I like, chocolate aftertaste. I, <laughs> I don't think it tastes like chocolate. Like if I what? ate a chocolate bar, that just makes no and sense. Fudge, I, I, I could tell which one I'm eating. Right, because of the texture. No. If you blended it up and made a little made a made it drinkable. No, yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. I would. Because the fudge would be richer than the chocolate. Would it? I don't know. I mean that's what I think you're getting at, but it's it, it, you might just be eating bad chocolate. <laughs> So what we've con- what we've concluded is that you have to make me two milkshakes <laughs> that are not made of milk. It's just two a fudge shake and a chocolate shake. I I wouldn't be able to do that because you'd have to add some kind of liquid to the chocolate. Well, if you add the same liquid to both things, but because the starting textures are different, I'd have to add different amounts of milk, which would change the flavor. Basically, it's impossible. Fudge is a texture, not a flavor. So. What you're saying is that you can't prove your fact, which at this point makes it no, a theory. No, no, no. Actually, it's, until it's proven, I can't, it's not no, a fact. It's no. a theory. Yeah, I can't disprove. I What we're trying to do is disprove that fudge is... We're, we're trying to disprove that fudge is a flavor. Mm-hmm. I can't because you can't disprove anything. That's how things work. You can't disprove them. Yeah, you can disprove stuff. No. Is the earth flat? <laughs> Your entire argument boiled down to this, all, all of a sudden, and you've immediately all lost. All of a sudden, I was like, "Wait, am I wrong?" Of course, you can disprove um, everything. That's the entire scientific process: is proving and disproving thing. No, you can. Oh, if, yeah. If, see, if see. Now I'm realizing proven, I did it wrong. Right? You can't. You is... can't prove something. You can't prove things in science. You can. You can demonstrate. Uh, tendencies you can demonstrate um, laws that you're saying that nothing is proven right well I mean the proven... earth is round is not proven 
I'm just gonna stick with this Earth thing because I'm gonna let you try to get through all of these arguments in your head and just end at that conclusion of the Earth flat or round. I swear and you'll, that... you'll stop talking for like ten minutes, work through all of them, right, and, and then come to the conclusion what? that fudge is you, a flavor. Your Earth round thing is wrong. You're misleading me. You're you're leading me off track here because. There is either proving or disproving. There is definitely one of them that you can't do. <laughs> but it's but it's only in relation to like uh not it's not in relation to facts. It's in relation to feelings? No, I wanna say like universal laws. Yeah. So. You know, I would prefer. Are fudge and chocolate the same chemistry? I would prefer that we start this podcast over. <laughs> Let's scrap what I've said so far about everything today. Um, <laughs> ignore what I said about proving and disproving laws. So I just um, want to summarize what's happened so far in the podcast. <laughs> um, I worked really hard to sing super good. You will leave me if I grow a neck beard. And. You think that things can't be proven and or disproven. I'm coming out <laughs> on top on this podcast. And yet, I, after every point, I felt like the winner. I don't know how that happens. If you think that things can't be proven or disproven, then reality is whatever you want it to be. So that uh, makes sense that everything, that does... that every time you said something, you're like, yeah, yep, 100%, it. nailed it. That's it. Things can't be proven or disproven. Reality is what I make it. I am the winner of this podcast. I I might agree with you that reality is what you make it because I don't have a neck beard right now and I want one. So you might actually have control. <laughs> I definitely have control over your reality. Yeah. Yeah. My turn. Wasn't that one yours? That one was yours. The fudge one was yours. Yeah, I just wanted to go again. You want to go again because you lost that one? No, you can go. No, I'm go I for have it. no idea what you're what you're gonna say, what your points are. So about what? About what anything. Next, I don't. I have no idea what's written are. on your list. Uh, so since we started this podcast a week ago, we've already noticed that some things have changed. We touched on a little bit last week of like we'll just end <laughs> conversations that you don't want to have right now with. Let's save it for, save the, it pod, for the podcast, Pius, which I said this morning and I already forgot what it was about. Um. And if you don't remember it, that means I got out of that conversation. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like a day, like 24 hours after we recorded last episode, we were in bed and you were like, you added something to your list and you turned to me and said, I have so many things already. <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like a, I have, I'm glad that I have <laughs> stuff for us to talk about. I'm enjoying this podcast and we're going to have a lot of content to talk about there. It was I have so many things already, and I'm going to eviscerate you (laughs) on this podcast in front of everyone you've ever known. Which I think is clearly happening. I'm succeeding. Yes, no, you're right. After we sat down and had this podcast last week, like, as soon as we stopped recording, I wrote down, like, seven things on my list for this week. (laughs) But you were so giddy, not about talking to me or talking through things with me, (laughs) about being able to bring these things up in a public forum. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. I'm I'm so beaten down by how you normally crush me in arguments with your logical fallacies, with, as we've already determined. With my logic of 
flat earth round earth <laughs> earth not flat so i win <laughs> and I, that was me being you yeah but it still sounds better than you being you which was things can't be proven or disproven. <laughs> i stand by one of those i just don't you remember don't know which, which one <laughs> and i don't remember the specific uh the specific details around that uh-huh yeah That's all I got. You can go again. I, I feel like you should be able to get out as many as you want. You. That's not all you got, though. I mean, I talked about my thing. Your thing. Yeah, I brought up how you. My list. Just that was to your thing. Me. Yeah, that was my thing. Oh, okay. So some it's my, my turn. things. Some of my things are quick because they don't divulge into thirty-minute conversations about fudge. I mean, the the whole fact was about fudge. It didn't really like turn into that. It started as that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, I mean, this one maybe won't take that long. You trained our cat to jump into our arms, like chest height. Uh, and Which, you... cut you off right there. Very impressive that I did that. And very cool. Basically, go, go what you did is he did it once. The cat did it once unprompted. And you encouraged him to do it more often. You tried to uh, associate it with a gesture of you uh -huh. like patting your chest and then him jumping. I I pat my chest and then I hold out my arms with right. like a like a baby cradle so uh -huh. that he knows where to jump to. Yes, but now a large percentage of the time he will jump with no prompting, sometimes not even at our chest but at our back or our side. Uh he will just kind of jump without any warning when whether or not we have things in our hands. So, I think what first started confusing Albie was that when we're holding cell phones, when, when we're standing up and, and on our cell phones, we hold it down in front of us at about the same height that I like cup my arms to do like the baby cradle thing. And if you take away the phone, your hands are pretty much doing the gesture right. that I was doing for telling him to jump. Are you blaming that on the cat somehow? So I am blaming it on... The cat's not being able to develop a sense of what a cell phone is. Yes. I see. And so then I think after he like confused jumping then, he like didn't quite get what the signal was. Because he got he got confused right. about what the signal was because the signal wasn't always a signal in his mind. And so then he thought that, oh, if we're standing up in front of him, then he can Or not jump. in front of him, you know, behind him. I guess we're never behind him. He's behind us <laughs> in these scenarios. Has he ever jumped on your back? Um, No, but I've seen him try to jump at your back. I've also tried to teach him to jump on my back. Oh, you! <laughs> no! <laughs> Which, and he doesn't... I, I couldn't succeed in getting him to do that. Um, The reason being, I thought... I thought you knew this. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun... Because we've already shown off to a lot of people, like, hey, look at this trick that my cat can do. They come over and, like, we do jump, and he jumps up to your arms and, like, wow, that's impressive that a cat's doing that. That's, that's very cool of you. You're a cool person, <laughs> is how that always ends. And I was like, I want more of that recognition. <laughs> right. That, uh, <laughs> and so, so I thought it would be cool to get Albie, teach Albie to jump on my back when I'm leaning a little bit forward, so then I can lean, like, more forward, like, almost in, like, a L position. Mm -hmm. And then I can walk around and, like, have Albie be on my back while I walk be around. Cool. Because it'd be like, it'd be like, 
your Albie's uh, carriage. <laughs> I really wanted to be my cat's servant. I thought it would be so cool of me. You say that, but you wanted the cat and you have to feed them and clean up after them. Yeah, but and... at least I don't think it's cool. I don't show it off. I'm not like, hey, look at how I have to feed this thing three times a day. Otherwise, it will destroy my house and also my skin. It's going to do the second two things <laughs> no matter what. Uh, and it's not cool because the cat does it. It's cool because other cats don't do that. <laughs> Where do you think the phrase a cool cat came from? <laughs> it came from a cat that got trained to jump on somebody's back and get carried around. I could understand if you wanted Albie to like jump on your back and get up to your shoulder and ride around on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. But like walking around with your back bent 90 degrees wouldn't be comfortable at all. No. Well, I was imagine I was imagining he would jump up on my back and then lay down. <laughs> and so it'd be a cat traveling around while laying down and he'd be super chill with it. Because... <laughs> Even though you wouldn't be able to really see where you were going or do anything. Well, I mean, like I could also like get down on all fours and walk for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that would be cool. And I'm sure not possible at this point. He would never go for it having not been trained. Yeah, he wouldn't. If you get down on all fours and I set him on your back, he won't just immediately flop down and stay there. He definitely will jump off. He absolutely would just I stay have, there. I have put him on my back before and tried to teach... <laughs> I've tried to teach him to do this, and he, he won't do this. I'm learning so much. And I had to resort to teaching him these things because you stopped me from teaching him one of the other things that I was teaching him. Do you remember what that is? No. I was teaching him how to open doors. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Which now, strangely, Pippa normally tries. And she's gotten closer, I think, than Albie. So when Pippa gets locked in here accidentally, every time I try to get her to indicate to me that she wants the door opened by stretching up towards the door handle, because I'll, when she when she wants to leave, she'll go sit by the door and kind of pick up the carpet if I don't right. let her out immediately. And so I'll walk over there and I'll, like, tap the door handle a few times so she knows it's coming. And then if I do it a few more times, don't let her out right away, then she'll like stretch up a and little bit towards it. And then that's when I let her out. And so she gets what she wants. She's already got the reward of leaving the door, of leaving right. the room. And she's starting to associate it with her reaching up for the handle. You've been training our cats so much behind my back. Um, yes. <laughs> But I stopped teaching Albie because Albie actually was getting to the point where he was reaching the door handle. And we have we don't have round doorknobs. We have right. door handles that you pull down on. So if he pulls that, if he just gets one paw in the right spot and goes down, he can he can easily open up the door. Well, only if it swings inward from where he is, right? Or that's true. He won't. If he's he, pushing it. He won't be able to pull it. Right. He won't be able to get out of rooms. He can get into rooms though. Right, which would be a nightmare. Right, which is why I stopped teaching him that, because you pointed out that I often want him out of the room <laughs> that I I don't know how you didn't think of that one. I was more preoccupied with it would be cool to teach our cats to open up a door. You were so busy thinking about whether or not you could that you didn't think of whether you should. Wow, you nailed that. Do you know what that's from? Uh, it's from Jurassic Park, I believe. <laughs> but I don't think I... And you only know it because Tyler and Steven say it. No way, all I've the seen time. Jurassic Park, but I I don't think I actually said it right. No, I think you said it right. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that that one guy said it. Uh. Mm hmm. That one guy. 
I want to call him Malcolm Gladwell. I mean, obviously, I know he's not Malcolm. Is his I, name Malcolm? Uh, his name his name is Malcolm in the movie. Oh, that's why I was thinking Malcolm. Uh huh. Jeff Goldblum. Yep. There you go. Nailed it. Nice job. First try. First take. First try. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we recorded more than thirty minutes. I'm assuming. Um. 52. And I've been assured this time that you will be editing this. So I'm yeah. counting on you to edit out all the stupid things I said. Okay, so welcome to I Do I Guess. This is the <laughs> podcast where we're just starting over, I'm assuming, yeah. is what mm-hmm. you meant. That's fair. I mean, I already expressed my desire to start over. Yeah. But I don't want to do this for another 50 minutes. All right, why don't we, why don't we just do a quick one? Um, hey, Trina wanted me to shave my beard she thinks fudge isn't a flavor also she doesn't know if the earth is round thanks uh, for tuning in i thought your quick one was just gonna be like we're divorced now <laughs> bye <laughs> no this will be if we ever divorce this will be how we tell our parents on um, on a podcast well, episode. just upload the podcast upload it and you then not answer our phones for you like you don't a month. think that in the process of getting divorced we will have wanted to stop doing the podcast you think through the whole process we'll keep doing this weekly (laughs) (laughs) yeah like our marriage is crumbling but we can't let the podcast crumble it'll 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 change to us in in our living room talking to us um in a courtroom talking and we'll have a stenographer that we can also just have full transcripts of these i know you're really busy typing all this out but can you also push record (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh-huh. I do feel like this episode was a little bit more aggressive than our last one. A little bit more. We got a little more into it. So I don't know if that's a trend that we're going to be seeing. Yeah, I don't know either. Next week, I'll bring a knife. <laughs> I have a knife, right? No, that's a box of checks mix. That's usually Good where enough. My, that's usually where my <laughs> knife is. <laughs> Next week, I'll bring this box of Chex Mix and I'll weaponize it against you. Uh-huh. If you would like to send us a voice message and have us respond to something that you have to say or possibly include it in a future episode, you can go to anchor.fm slash I do, I guess, um, and record a voice message on your phone or on your browser, and we will get that and possibly include it. Do you want to do the sign off since I undid your opening? This is Will and Trina. We're still married for now. Signing off. Bye. Bye.